Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and presented by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have yet another winless preseason to cover. That's right, a uh, now famous tweet from uh, Locked on Bucks, Frank Madden is being circulated that the Bucks have won as many preseason games in the past three years as they have championships. Uh, that being only one, and that makes their preseason record off the top of my head something like one of 10 or uh, one of 11. You get the picture. Luckily, preseason games don't uh, count against our record to state the obvious uh not until the regular season that kicks off uh if memory serves me right a week from today i believe the first regular season games across the whole league is on tuesday uh, but the bucks will be uh in philadelphia a week from today on the 20th and uh, the home opener must then be that, uh, not this Saturday, but the one after against uh, the Rockets, in case you plan to be in attendance for that. Uh, probably not quite as uh, as marquee of a matchup against the Rockets, but, you know, also after this preseason, though we recognize it doesn't mean anything, uh, we're not quite as encouraged as we have been by the Bucks. So, yeah, this, I don't know. Obviously, no matter what, we want we want to win. I, but maybe even more so if you're at the game. Uh, hard to say. Anyhow, um, we can. Uh, yeah, we have plenty of Bucks basketball to uh, recap now since I've last recorded. I'll go in uh, reverse chronological order, starting uh, with last night's game uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. We had uh, we were missing quite a bit of wing depth, but still had a lot of heavy hitters. Our starters were. Uh, Drew, uh, Javon Carter, the, uh, star of the preseason, preseason seemingly for the Bucks, Giannis, Bobby, and Brooke, and the net starters were, uh, Kyrie, Royce O'Neal, KD, Ben Simmons, and Nick Claxton. Uh, Claxton, well, uh, could be a bellwether for this team, uh, now that the, Nets uh, have, or maybe even smaller than they were the previous season. Uh, they do have Simmons, which will help their defense a great deal. I think he is a, you know, he, you could probably, he's on the shortlist for guys that I would m- maybe bet on for. Uh, defensive player of the year or maybe his odds would be better uh, perhaps than one would think maybe that's what we'll go with but uh, the Nets lost Andre Drummond to the Bulls who we faced uh, 
just this past Tuesday. And uh, yeah, Drummond's quickly become one of the best backup centers uh, in the league now. Uh, but Claxton uh, had a pretty solid start to this game. He scored twice off of two offensive rebounds and uh, also added a block to his tallies just in the first few minutes of the game. Giannis uh, uh, caught a lob uh, from Drew on an inbound uh, to get some momentum coming back our way. But uh, Simmons also played pretty good defense against Giannis. Giannis had some highlights uh, in this game, but Giannis was not his most efficient. Um, yeah, not Giannis's best night, as you can tell. Um, probably a testament to his his greatness. Not that we need it, but uh, a 24-14-4 night isn't uh, necessarily ideal for uh, our Greek f- Greek freak in the first quarter. Simmons forced uh, a bad pass uh, from Giannis uh, where he uh, kicked it out basically to no one. Uh, hit, hit Brooke in the hands, but, but Brooke's momentum was going the other way. And uh, yeah, Simmons forced a, a Bucks turnover that technically was probably attributed to Brooke, but at the end, uh, Giannis didn't really set Brooke up pretty well there. Uh, Simmons also set a pretty hard screen uh, on Giannis that might have led to um, a uh, mild exchange between the two of them later on in this game that we'll get to. After the first quarter, uh, the Nets, uh, yeah, the Nets led uh, 25 to 33. Drew was the leading scorer in the uh, first quarter with 11 points, two rebounds, two assists. Drew had nine points in just the first uh, six minutes as the Nets were uh, continuously going under screens for Drew. There was a there was a real clear miscommunication once between. Uh, between Royce and Simmons, who um, followed Giannis uh, to the baseline after he set a screen for Drew, and the both of them left Drew wide open for three, and uh, Drew had another wide open look in the corner at one point. He didn't sink that one, but uh, but he made the Nets pay uh, plenty of other times, including a. Uh, including uh, a uh, fancy uh, step back where he kind of fooled, fooled, fooled the defender, making him look the, look like he had uh, turned the corner, but still was able to get behind the arc for the step back. And uh, yeah, Drew had also uh, a couple other circus shots uh, leaning uh, out of bounds on the left side of the court. Uh at least one of them looked like he might have he might have hit it over the backboard. Uh, yeah, gotta love Drew's game. Uh, definitely uh, very peculiar on offense at times with with his shots, but uh, that just makes it all the more fun to uh, pick up on his tendencies and uh, 
yeah, he must he must work at them to be able to be so comfortable taking and making them in in a uh, in game action. Uh, we had discussed the Nets front court uh, depth and you know how it's perhaps up for debate as to where it's at compared to last season. Uh, I'll just say thinner uh, at least because even if you can say um, that now they have Simmons even though they lost one of their best backup backup centers they they also lost Blake Griffin even though Blake hasn't quite been the same guy of course not since Detroit but he didn't really seem to do much for the Nets at all last year compared to his uh his real positive series against the Bucks in 2021. He was still a big body <laughs> uh, that was there at the very least. Uh, I believe they had LaMarcus Aldridge still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know how much time LaMarcus saw. Uh, LaMarcus, I'm guessing, is uh, Dunzo now unless he... I don't know, decides to sign with the team midway through the season or something, but people had feared the same for uh, even Blake Griffin, who whom we'd assume had a longer run than than Aldridge. Uh, but Blake just signed with the Celtics within the past couple weeks. Uh, fortunately, the rich get richer there. But let's face it, the Celtics have dealt with a lot, so we don't have to get too butthurt about them adding more depth. Uh, back to the Nets front court, though. Uh, I've heard a lot of praise um, around Dayron Sharp. He's ooh, I forget, very recent drafty. He might have been a rookie just last year. Uh, but he showed off his rim protection and uh, and his passing chops in this game. Uh, but the Bucks Wonder Boy and Javon uh, sank a three coming off of uh, a Giannis screen and then drained one of his uh, his patented uh, uh, elbow jumpers. That came just before Royce O'Neal. Uh, hit a half-court heave to bring the halftime score to uh, 51-59 nets. Uh, Drew still led all scores, 13 points, two rebounds, three assists, and Claxton uh, remained the leading scorer for the nets with 11 points and uh, six rebounds. Uh, the Bucks were getting killed in transition throughout throughout this entire game. I know others said that the Bucks uh, just look tired. Uh, maybe, well, of course they played a back-to-back, but many of the many of the guys playing, especially the guys playing the most minutes in this game, didn't play last last night. So I don't know how much of an excuse uh, can be built in there. Sure, they just traveled over the weekend from Abu Dhabi. Uh, I've been taking a. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never been to Abu Dhabi. I don't know if I've taken a flight quite that long ever. Uh, flight's close to it. Uh, 
Still, I'm not qualified to speak on how it affects one's performance in an NBA game, but they've had some days to recover. Uh, they travel quite a bit. Uh, yeah, some question the the I don't know the thought behind scheduling a back to back in the preseason. Uh, I'm not sure if teams have more control over that in the preseason compared to the regular season. But silver lining is now the Bucks get a full seven days in between, um, well, full eight days from last night to uh, next week's uh, first game of the regular season against the Sixers. So hopefully that pays dividends even if we can't uh, – we can't say we've won more preseason games in the past three years than championships. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, you would definitely think that the Bucks would be uh, much more disciplined uh, on defense, and uh, at least compared to a team like Brooklyn and. Uh, not have 11 fewer uh, fast break points uh, just past uh, the halfway mark uh, of the game. But early in the third quarter was when we got play of the game with Giannis backing down. Uh, Simmons just gave him two two strong bumps, and Simmons, one of Simmons' legs got pushed all the way out of the restricted area. And yeah, Giannis punched it on Simmons' head, and then he came down. And you know how how guys just start start immediately jogging back court. Maybe they have a you know a bit of a mean mug, a yell, but immediately try to get back court as well as so they don't really watch where they're going and they bump bump into the opposition. Uh, of course, it it uh, gets a little more complicated when you're bumping into the guy that you may or may not have dunked on. But uh, Giannis and Simmons actually. Uh, came into contact with each other twice in a row, which seemed to uh, bug Giannis. He kind of gave him a, gave him an extra little mean mug after that, kind of gave him a shove and light shove, but Simmons still clearly uh, a shove and Simmons put up, put up his hands to the ref asking, uh, I guess asking for a technical, but I think we see enough of that, though I may be biased. Yeah, the Nets even extended their lead in the third quarter as Kyrie and Katie splashed uh, threes on back-to-back possessions. Um, and yeah, Giannis was not uh, having a great day, great game. We talked about uh, the troubles he had uh, against Simmons, but still, as he does, he kind of kicked it into high gear and put his head down a bit. Uh, and this showed when he spun around sharp from basically the three point line. <laughs> um, and he was able to spin around the center and finish with some English, uh, and get the end one opportunity. Uh, but the bucks deficit did still grow from, uh, eight points to 17 points. Uh, despite Giannis, uh, becoming tied for a game-high 18 points with 10 rebounds, 3 assists. 
Uh, key contributor in the third quarter was uh, Kyrie, uh, who'd gotten up to 18 points, uh, five rebounds, and four assists. Uh, after three quarters, though, the Nets were outscoring the Bucks in the paint in the paint by 20 points. Uh, that is probably the most glaring stat in this one because the Bucks are famous for dominating the paint. But uh, when you're giving up a, a bunch of e- easy opportunities in transition, uh, those paint points uh, for for the opposition will uh, add up, and they surely did here. Uh, Giannis of the Bucks did still continue to show some fight as they ripped off an 11-0 run to cut the deficit uh, to seven with five and a half minutes uh, left in the game. Uh, the Nets weren't really bothered by this, though, as they still uh, brought in their subs before the Bucks did. And uh, Cam Thomas, uh, certified bucket getter, I believe, just like Sharp only in his second year, Still had 11 points off the bench with uh, with uh, many of our usual starters still playing. Uh, Kessler Edwards was a guy um, who uh, clearly bothered Giannis. Uh, that's, I guess, the most <laughs> you can really say in terms of uh, people getting in Giannis's way. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Edwards was the best Giannis defender uh, today, but maybe he was the best uh, Giannis defender besides uh, Ben Simmons. I know when I did my SBC practicum and we were assigned uh, teams to perform a, a mock offseason with, uh, probably already mentioned I was the Nets, and um, I think I remember... Uh, Guys, kind of scoffing at me when, when they were talking about, um, perhaps just waving Kessler Edwards, uh, if need be, with all the madness that we had done with our roster, and uh, I provided some uh, pushback. And though I'll never be rooting for the Nets, I got a little bit of little bit of validation there. Uh, Still not enough for the Bucks as they lost by 10 points, uh, 97 to 107. Giannis ended with 24, 14, and 4. Not his most efficient evening. Uh, uh, probably, uh, you could say, not quite as efficient as Kyrie. Though Kyrie only had 23 points, uh, 7 rebounds, and... Uh, four ass- four assists. Uh, another sign of uh, the Nets just uh, clearly superior uh, execution in this one was uh, them having thirteen more more assists than the Bucks, uh, uh, thirty two compared to the Bucks nineteen. And yeah, a lot of those uh, easy buckets for the Nets. Uh, in transition. Obligatory beer break. Having myself the now seasonal Leinenkugel Sunset Wheat with 
uh, natural blueberry and citrus flavors. A little fruity if you're uh, trying to pound a case of them, but, you know, those who know me know that uh, at uh, 831 sharp is uh, beer hour uh, for you, boy. So had to get one in there, had to get my rep, but maybe another one once, uh, once this one caps off, but as it is a Thursday after all, but no need to go too crazy. Weekend's right around the corner. Uh, I hate to say it, but what might uh, drive you to drink more is the fact that the Bucks were 23 balled by the Bulls in the I-94 battle, but uh, yeah, no real need for alarm there. Uh, once we realized that this was... Uh, Mainly just our bench unit uh, trying to show out there uh, as much as possible. And there were definitely some bright spots. Uh, but yeah, even though the Bucks were playing uh, pretty much all of their young guys, the Bulls were playing. Uh, yeah, a lot of their uh, typical starters. Uh in fairness, though, they didn't have DeMar or Levine, and Ball sounds like will be out for at least a few months here, uh, unfortunately, with all the complications with his knee injury. Uh, the Bucks starters were Javon Carter, our patron saint, uh, Marjan Beauchamp, Jordan Nawara, Sandro Mamokelishvili, and uh, Marquise Bolden. There was some debate on uh, Locked on Bucks as to whether or not it was Marquise or Marcus. I think the verdict there was it was spelt like, or at least similar to how Marcus Johnson spells his name, but it's not pronounced the same. So I'm going to say Marquise Bolden. Uh, sincere apologies if that isn't correct, though. Uh, I mean, everyone deserves to have their correct pronunciation uh, on their name. But especially uh, Bolden here, who I was really impressed by. And yeah, similar to my Kessler Edwards note there, I get a, get a little extra smirk out of me <laughs> when, uh, when uh, Bolden's doing well, because... Uh, as I refuse to upgrade upgrade my 2K to feed further into my 2K edition, in 2K22, the version that I have, uh, Bolden is a guy. <laughs> this happens in every 2K, I know, but uh, Bolden's a guy who uh, will start out as a G League player, maybe a two-way player. Uh, nothing greater than that at the start, but inevitably in every simulation, if you, if you proceed uh, another two or three years... Uh, Bolden will uh, almost undoubtedly become uh, greater than an 80 overall. So, 
I'm glad uh, that reality is somehow uh, starting to look more like everybody else's. Both starters, though, uh, missing their star star players. They still had Ayo Desunmu, who had started uh, previous uh, preseason game that I had watched with Demar in the lineup. Uh, uh, Kobe White. Uh, yeah, Kobe White, real interesting guy. Uh, feels like someone that um, Chicago has been wondering would step up for uh, a number of years now. He's still young, though. Uh, but as time goes on, more questions may arise. Uh, he's He had definitely impressed me, though, in the two Bulls preseason games that I had seen. Uh, rookie Dalen Terry uh, started over a number of other guys still coming off of the Bulls bench in this game that... Uh, you know, in a vacuum might deserve to start over a rookie. Uh, but Terry was a guy that I was, that I was interested in coming to the draft. I figured he would be, uh, slotted around where the bulls, uh, selected him kind of the late teens range. Uh, I would have been happy, uh, with him, uh, though spoiler alert, probably over Marjan, but a lot of people think that Marjan could, could easily become a steal. Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams had a hell of a game uh, in this one. And uh, yeah, he dunked, spoiler alert, he dunked on a couple of our guys twice in short order. And uh, hopefully Patrick Williams doesn't become the next Kobe White and, you know, um, the individual that Chicago has all their hopes in that doesn't look like it's a, uh, it's ever going to truly uh, come to fruition. He's already a step above Kobe White, to be sure. Uh, you know, at the very least in uh, playing a more valuable position. But uh, yeah, a lot more to his game, I think. Uh, I wonder if there's some something bittersweet about him. Uh, maybe may looking more aggressive than ever in this game compared to others. Uh, and then, of course, Nikola Vucevic, uh, the mainstay in the Bulls starting lineup. Uh, early in this one, Marjan passed up an open three, but he did finish strong uh, on a drive, nearly jumping over the opposition. And then later on, uh, he made a good cut for an open dunk. Vuce sank his first four shots of this game, including uh, a three. And uh, at the five-minute mark in this in this game, and the first quarter, that is, the Bucks had ten points off turnovers uh, to the Bulls' zilch zero. Still, uh, with a late first quarter push, uh, the Bulls led uh, twenty-two to twenty-nine. Jordan Wara led the Bucks with twenty-two points, two rebounds, two assists, and Vuce uh, had. Uh, nine from his uh, first four uh, field goals. Uh, Bolden and Mamu were unfortunately the victims of the two poster dunks that I had mentioned for uh, Patrick Williams. 
They seemed to come one after another. Marjan continued to be aggressive and attack smaller defenders. And we'd see a dunk from Bolden to, uh, you know, make up for some of the embarrassment uh, bestowed upon him from Patrick Williams. Uh, yeah, sort of contrary to that Nets game where you wonder if a lot of these stats are uh, correlated. Uh, although the Bucks had 10 points uh, off t- turnovers where you'd think they'd be getting off in transition. Uh, the Bulls had uh, 22 more points in the paint than the Bucks did already at halftime. Uh, Bucks had six, only 16 points in the paint compared to uh, 38 for the Bulls, but uh, maybe that point's a bit moot to consider. Uh, Considering the, the lineups here, we didn't have our, our Brooke, our Giannis, our Bobby, uh, not even our Surge. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of Mamu at center lineups. You know, maybe pushing pushing Noir out of the four. So, and uh, let it be known, the Bucks were only down by two uh, going into the half. Uh, Noir had 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and Vooch had 12 points and 7 rebounds. Um, early in the, th- the third, I remember this really kind of stood out to me. Uh, you know, Noir was the leading scorer at the end of this game, which we've seen before with uh, some of these sort of throwaway games. Still, scoring is incredibly valuable, but um, our guy might not be able to get on the get on the court as frequently um, if he isn't to isn't able to cover for uh, you know some of his his uh, rookie lapses. Uh, for example, I don't remember the exact play, but. Caruso had had somewhat uh, shut down Noara on offense, and then you could tell Noara uh, really try tried to get into Caruso's shorts a bit uh, on the other end and bother Caruso, um, which is commendable. Um, but uh, Noara was so focused on trying to be uh, overly physical with Caruso, who's a pretty strong guy himself, and. Uh, yeah, while trying trying to get right up into Caruso, uh, beyond the three point line, and trying to deny the ball, Caruso saw Noir looking uh, at the other guy with the ball at the top of the key, and Noir got back cut and was, uh, yeah, probably a bit demoralized. But uh, then on the next uh, possession down, uh, Caruso also drew a charge on Bolden. Uh, yeah, we saw a quick timeout from Charles Lee, but uh, Marjan was able to score twice in a row coming out of that timeout. The first play looked looked like uh, looked like a set play for Marjan, uh, where he sank a three, and uh, that kind of goes back to one of the early plays of the game where 
where Marjan passed up a pretty open three, uh, a glaring missed opportunity there. Luckily, he was able to to finish on a drive, but that definitely stuck in many people's minds. Uh, again, though, third quarter Bucks, uh, their deficit grew heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, after three quarters, the uh, yeah, the the Bulls were just shooting, <laughs> shooting much more efficiently than the Bucks. They were shooting fifty five percent from the field to only forty two percent for the Bucks. And uh, again, sometimes these stats don't. Uh, quite a line, but uh, the Bucks had made uh, uh, twice over twice the threes than the Bulls had uh, at that point. Uh, after after uh, three quarters, Bucks had thirteen threes to only six for the Bulls. Uh, perhaps that's the Bulls playing to their strengths, but also one of the. Uh, Biggest talking points of the preseason is that uh, fans have noticed the Bucks playing playing their three point shooters much tight, much tighter. I think back in back in Abu Dhabi, um, uh, Bud at least was a bit more uh, tongue in cheek about it, trying to pretend like he wasn't willing to unveil his secrets, even though we even though he knows we're still all watching from the opposite side of the world. Uh, I think it was something like someone had asked Charles Lee the question and he hadn't necessarily denied it. And then once the mic got back to Bud, he pretended, uh, uh, he pretended like it was, uh, some kind of war secret or something. Uh, but then yet again, could just be, it <laughs> could just be the bulls playing their strengths, knowing that, knowing that they have guys like, like Voos, Patrick Williams, uh, uh, and Drummond uh, in their front court compared to uh, Mamu and Bolden, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> as far as true bigs go, at least. Uh, Bucks were down by twin, but <laughs> by twin. Bucks were down by ten going into the fourth quarter, seventy-nine to eighty-nine. Where I had already had twenty-two points, four rebounds, three assists, and Voos had seventeen points. Love rebounds, four assists. Uh, Javante Green uh, really always stands up with his with his uh, hustle and athleticism. Whenever I watch a Bulls game, he tried to end Marjan's life on a dunk attempt, but Marjan was able to bother him uh, just enough. Marjan showcasing his competitiveness and length on um, length on defense. Uh, Kobe White, whom we'd mentioned before. Uh, slightly disparagingly. Uh, however, I knew it would come back later on as he sunk two step back threes in a row, and that's uh, where I had started to see uh, people on Twitter saying that uh, what we ought to wave the white flag. But I mean, what's the point of of tweeting out that negativity? that late into a game, especially uh, when looking at the starting lineups. <laughs> uh, we already know what we're getting into, uh, but people can tweet. 
still, um, I brought up how uh, Bolden had put a smile on my face. That was because uh, he swat Tony Bradley, uh, another uh, quite large human being in his own right, uh, contributing to uh, all the bulls points in the paint there. And uh, especially making a lot of our guys look small uh, on Tuesday, but Bolden got a block on him. Then uh, Bolden got a tip in and drained a three after that. Uh, I know a lot of people were caught listening to the listening to the Chicago broadcast. That can. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm still illegally streaming most of these games if they're not on national television. And uh, it's kind of a coin flip as to whether as to which broadcast you're going to get. And uh, yeah, a lot of people had. Well, I don't know. I'll say the Bulls broadcast was maybe a bit corny. Uh but I'll take I'll take a corny jokestery uh, opposing broadcast over just a super biased or negative one. Uh, many might be uh, thinking of Doris Burke right now. She was uh, infatuated with uh, Simmons in the first game. It's understandable from a from a national perspective since uh, Simmons hadn't played in over a year before this preseason and Simmons uh, had his best game. Simmons had almost a triple-double against us uh, last night. But yeah, Bulls, pro- Bulls broadcast was really interesting. They started calling uh, uh, Sandro, not even, not even Mamu, but they started calling him Mama. And... Yeah, maybe the worst of it was uh I don't even remember the name of the I don't even remember the n- name of uh I believe it's Stacy King was the famous broadcaster there from the Bulls. He's quite entertaining. Um but they really beat it, beat a dead horse when uh, Stacy made a joke about how the LA, the LA Dodgers hat stood for uh, the name of his city that he grew up in, starting with an L and then the A being area. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you had to be there for the broadcast, but they were talking about that for uh, straight, like, at least two quarters of this game. Not quite ideal. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, but the point of this was that uh, the broadcast had called uh, Bolden a baby boogie. And uh, we can all appreciate that. Uh, I think it's an apt comparison. Maybe not quite qualitatively but uh 
Our guy Bolden was wearing a number 15 as well. Uh, he might have had a headband. Maybe I'm... I don't know. I could be misconstrued, but... But yeah, shout out to Boogie. Uh, enjoyed his time with the Bucks, uh, to be sure. Uh, fortunately, though, a familiar foe, though it's not a surprise after... Uh, after uh, everything that preceded this, uh, the Bucks were severely uh, outgunned in the fast break point category. Uh, they only had eight fast break points compared to 25 to the Bulls. And uh, Bucks lost 104-127 to the Bulls. Noir ended with 25 points, five rebounds, three assists. And Patrick Williams ended with uh, 22 points, also with five rebounds and three assists. All right. Now I'm gonna take a take a break in our regular uh, programming here, and yeah, go a bit off script regarding the biggest news in the league right now, and that was uh, Draymond Green cold cocking uh, Milwaukee's own Rufus King's own uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, yeah. So we now we've kind of heard about as much about this as we likely ever will, even though uh, what made this such a story is that the footage got out there and uh, Draymond uh, really threw a haymaker at our guy pool. I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but I swear there was reporting when this initially came out when uh it was just simply yeah before the video everyone thought the gist of the news was Draymond and Poole got an art got an altercation Draymond was mostly in the wrong so he was going he was going to be the one punished for this and uh not Poole but no one could have predicted that there would be footage so I remember someone saying that Draymond hadn't fully connected on the punch. So, therefore, Poole um, physically is okay. Luckily, that news is still true, but the whole not quite, um, you know, getting full contact on the hit. Um, I mean, it seemed less true when we saw the video uh i suppose he still could have could have caught him with half a fist and just with all the power that green had behind it it could have still uh still knocked knocked down pool uh, i don't know i just haven't heard comments on that and that seemed to be uh completely contrary to what we saw uh, later, uh, but the result is that Draymond won't be suspended for a game. Uh, he, it seemed, uh, posed as a mutual agreement that Green ought to step away from the team as he has, as he has for, uh, roughly a week now. 
but he's going to be coming back for another preseason game. And yeah, I mean, I thought his comments afterwards weren't, um, weren't bad overall. Um, there, there was a point where he had sort of suggested that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he really meant that the video was edited, but or it, well, okay. Maybe what we saw on we saw in the video wasn't altered at all. But maybe there was more uh, footage before the punch that wasn't shown. That it sounded like in Draymond Green's press conference, um, he was alluding to there being more to the story. Uh. I mean, yeah, it's a short clip, but I, I don't know. I don't know what we could possibly learn about it that that would justify uh, such a swing at a teammate. I don't know if I don't know if that was Green's point either, but I know other analysts had brought up that and thought that that was a that wasn't super valid. I did, however, appreciate Green acknowledging that. They have ring night coming up that's supposed to be, uh, you know, a, nothing but a positive experience, but there's going to be people's families there. And uh, I know any anyone's family member would uh, uh, have a sour taste in their mouth, to say the least, uh, so soon after something like that had happened. Uh but Draymond Green has, you know, been, uh, you know, beyond an icon for the Warriors for, um, for the past decade. So it would be pretty weird to have him not there on ring night. I suppose you could have him in the, in the ring ceremony and just not play in the game. In the grand scheme of things, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know how bad that would that would really uh, play out. Uh, you know, if 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 Green gets to share in the festivities with the team beforehand, uh, you know, pose with with three rings on his. Is it three or four? I think it's. It's four with uh, green would still get to pose with four, with four rings uh, with uh, with Steph Clay and Aguidala. Uh He'd still get to share the moments pregame, which are going to be the highlight of, of the evening, no matter what happens on the court. But perhaps green doesn't. Yeah, I that that's my entire point there, though. The highlight of the evening is gonna be is gonna be what happens before the game. So Green could still participate in that, but maybe just still be suspended for a game. Of course, we're further away from the situation. I if Jordan Poole hasn't necessarily addressed the media, but he had he had a heck of a game, uh, a preseason game. I I think it might have been against the Lakers. It must have been. 
because it was the one I watched, and he went off with the crazy, crazy in and out dribble to 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 uh, bringing it around the back and uh, sinking a floater. And uh, yeah, other reporters, I believe Kendra Andrews said that Pool is still is still uh, kind of his comical self around the locker room. So. Um, yeah, it's a funny situation because uh, if it's truly okay with Poole and Poole wants, doesn't want Draymond to be suspended, then no foul. But also uh, Draymond's always going to have a lot more weight in that locker room as long as he's there above Poole. Uh you know, pool pool might feel might fear uh, you know negative treatment if he were to you know be a force behind uh, holding out Draymond for several games. And uh, I'll say last note on all of this too. Bobby Portis has been pretty outspoken on social media because uh, he. Before coming to the Bucks, was most famous for uh, socking uh, Nikola Mirotic in the jaw and uh, putting him in the hospital. Uh, the story behind it makes it sound like Mirotic was the one who instigated it a bit more. Um, Mirotic reportedly uh, ran at Portis twice. Uh, could Portis's reaction have been, uh, you know, a bit overboard? Surely. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, this is, this punishment typically comes down to a team decision. Um, but Yeah. Bobby is still entitled to his feelings as I know he, he went through a lot uh, after that. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think it was Amin Al-Hassan who, who, uh, who had a quote out there saying something about how, uh, how Poole could be remembered for this punch for the rest of his career. Uh, you know, similar to what Portis had done, uh, similar to Steve Kerr, but hell, Steve hit one of Steve hit one of the most clutch clutch shots in in the Bulls uh in the Bulls uh, second three peat. Uh, yeah, Portis has Portis has kind of changed his reputation. Or I would I would just say Portis has uh, upgraded his brand a bit. But Ty Lue was another comparison for this. Where uh, could Poole could pool be thought of uh, for this hit, similar to how Ty Tyron Lue is thought of with the step over? But then again, I think Jordan Poole still has a lot to do in his career and. Uh, I'm more inclined to think that uh, 
Jordan Poole is going to bury this with uh, just like he did against the Lakers earlier in the preseason. And uh, yeah, he's going to, yeah, he's going to put that behind him with uh, what he does on the court. Either way, bit more Bucks uh, preseason basketball to go over. Uh, let's see. The second Abu Dhabi game, um, the Bucks were defeated by the Hawks. Uh, Basically because Trey Young went nuts late in the second quarter (laughs) and hit four threes in a very tiny amount of time. And then both teams pretty much decided to play none of their starters in the second half. So the game was kind of decided at half. Uh, And uh, also Giannis did not play in the second half. Abu Dhabi game. Uh, But yeah, still fairly competitive contests. The second game was only a nine point loss and the Bucks lost by 10 in the first game. So especially after going over that Bulls game. uh, Yeah, nothing to get too down on the Bucks starters. Uh, in this one were Drew, Grayson, Pat, Bobby, and Brooke. And the Hawks starters were uh, uh, Trey, uh, Aaron Holiday. I didn't even remember that Aaron Holiday was on this team, to be honest. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, uh, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Uh, DeJounte Murray did not play in uh, game two, but he was... He was the best. Uh, he was the best player in game one. Uh, Marie was uh, two rebounds and assists shy of a twenty-five point triple double. Uh, yeah, in the first quarter, the Bucks went on a seven-zero run to tie it at seventeen. As uh, Trey, or pardon me, uh, especially Drew, but everybody else was going at uh, Trey the. Bucks have been maligned for not doing more mismatch hunting um, in the past, but yeah, Trey Young is one of the most glaring weaknesses uh, defensively at the point guard position in the league. And <laughs> yeah, the size discrepancy between Drew and Trey are is probably one of the biggest. Uh, size mismatches uh, that there is at any position in the league. So Drew was not holding back. And the Bucks were going under on screens for G- for DeAndre Hunter, but De- but Hunter was really making them pay. Uh, and uh, similar to Williams, Patrick Williams, that is, for the Bulls, whom we discussed, uh, many think that DeAndre Hunter is going to be uh, the swing piece for the Hawks to see if they can get back to to a conference finals appearance and p- perhaps lose lose to the Bucks again uh, but yeah uh, 
yeah, solid start in this one for Hunter. The Bucks led by one after the first quarter, 25 to 24. Drew had seven points, three three rebounds, three assists. Trey had 12 points and three assists in the first quarter. Uh, the bench really got out of their seats early in the second when uh, Bobby hit Aaron Holiday uh, with uh, with a baseline fade, and that was uh, maybe the most entertaining. Uh, Maybe the most entertaining moment, uh, at least for Bucks fans. Uh, Collins really uh, tried to tried to crank back a, a dunk on Brooke, but uh, Brooke was able to get his hand on it. Unfortunately, he was also called for a foul. Uh, Pat was fouled though on a deep three, and he was able to get a technical uh, free throw as the Hawks defender uh, snuck under his foot there. Very dangerous play. And and yeah, as I said, uh, Trey heated up uh, late in the second quarter, hit uh, four threes uh, in short order, and and uh, yeah, Trey had uh, thirty-one points and six assists just at halftime. Uh, in the start of the third quarter, the Bucks were uh, doing well, attacking the pass, attacking the basket, draw, and drawing fouls. Bobby unfortunately uh, blew a transition dunk um, as uh, DeAndre Hunter was uh, now converting on drives instead of uh, open three-point attempts. Uh, as Bucks were trying trying to mount a comeback. Uh, our guy then asked he was trying to trying to fill in for his for his brothers. He was being being aggressive and attacking the basket, but Hawks uh, had a twenty one point lead uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Bobby was leading the Bucks at that point with fifteen points, five rebounds. Uh, the son of a former 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 number one overall pick, Purvis Ellison. Uh, not super familiar with his game, more so, uh, more so the name above anything else, as you would guess. Uh, I believe he goes, he goes, he went by uh, Nervous Purvis. <laughs> Bit of a gross name, if I'm being honest. Uh, no shade, though. Uh, but yeah, Ellison was a guy that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, before this game, his son that is, but he was a uh, he was getting out in transition, make, making the buck, uh, making the Bucks pay. Um, the nasty had a had a reverse jam, and uh, Lindell sunk a couple back to back threes to get the Bucks back into this game. Uh, Armani Brooks, uh, another guy I forgot was on the Hawks, but he's, uh, yeah, he is lethal beyond the three point arc. Uh, he is a bit small, uh, even for a guard, though quite slender, but uh, real NBA uh, talent uh, in regards to shooting a three ball. Uh, small as he may be, he he drew a charge on our guy, uh, Sandro, and he was uh, also able to drive for a, for a dunk. Uh, 
Yeah, at the end of this final uh, Abu Dhabi game, we heard uh, we want Giannis chance and Giannis, uh, as he does, he teases the fans uh, by jogging uh, to the scorer's table. But then, uh, yeah, shortly after, uh, snuck back to the Bucks bench. Uh, now, the first two Bucks preseason games, I wasn't able to uh, to catch for justifiable reasons. One being that the first Abu Dhabi game was in the middle of the day on Thursday. When uh, today Thursdays are in an office day, in are in office days for me. So forgive me for not being able to catch the. Uh, the 113-123 defeat to the Hawks in their first Abu Dhabi game, but that was the game where we got the highlight John Collins uh, uh, dunk over Brooke Lopez after uh, DeJounte Murray thread the needle on a pick and roll. Uh, mentioned how DeJounte had had uh, that 25-point uh, near triple-double along with two blocks. He shot nine of... Uh, 13 from the field, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Uh, Giannis had a bit of an off game, only 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, only only 6 of 16 shooting, 7 of 10 from the line. But... Yeah, still not enough for... Uh, the Bucks in their first Abu Dhabi game, and unfortunately they weren't able to uh, get redemption for for that Abu Dhabi crowd. Uh, luckily, they still have love for Agayanis. And in the first preseason game, uh, the Bucks narrowly lost to the Grizzlies, one hundred two to one hundred seven. Uh, I missed this one, unfortunately. <laughs> As I start to say, unfortunately, but it's really not that unfortunate because I had the pleasure of. Uh, Getting to see my brother Drew uh, marry the love of his life, uh, Natalie. So, very late in the pod, pod congratulations to, to Drew and Natalie. I love you guys uh, very, very much. And uh, I would have missed a preseason game for it. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, the highlights uh, from this one was uh, our guy Kenny Lofton Jr., uh, uh, NBA Twitter uh, favorite putting Brooke Lopez under the basket. The uh, legends of Kenny Lofton uh, Jr. is true, uh, as he is unfortunately able to bully our guy Brooke uh, as well. But the rest of the story behind this was that the Bucks bench kind of gave gave the game away in the fourth quarter. Noir was the leading scorer uh, and also started in this one with. Uh, you know, in the absence of uh, of Giannis with 21 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 28 minutes. And leading scorer for the Grizzlies was uh, uh, Dave Roddy with 18 points, 5 rebounds, and, uh, and 26 minutes. So, yeah, I look forward to, uh, yeah, Getting back to some uh, regular season uh, Bucks action and uh, sharing it with you all. But until then, 
I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Knuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.